I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up guys? Happy Friday. It's your host Jamie Messina and today it's just me. You get me today. I hope that uh, makes you smile. Listen, before we get into it, today we're going to talk about um, six things that you can add to your day that will help you to rewire your brain and improve your life. But first, if you're ready to flip that switch to change the story that you are telling yourself, if you're telling yourself a story that is disempowering you, that is holding you back, that is limiting you, and it's time to flip that script, check the description of this uh, show today and you will find a link to a workbook that is going to help you get started on that process. So make sure to check, uh, go ahead and check that and do that. And also, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, Go ahead and do that. And if you find value in today's episode, please leave us a review, five stars preferably. That's going to help me reach my goal of rippling out to a million people. So let's get into it. These six things, if you add them to your day, will help you to rewire your brain and improve your life. So I I touched on it a little bit there about our beliefs, our story, right? And our beliefs are incredibly powerful. They literally dictate... Um, our beliefs dictate the way that we speak to ourselves, how we show up in the world, um, and really ultimately the direction that our lives take, whether that be good or bad, right? And on the surface, they seem to come out of nowhere. Your beliefs are like, oh, they just, ah, this is my belief. And do you really know where that came from? Because they do come from somewhere. So where do our beliefs come from? Well, if you're listening, I want you to finish this sentence. Good things come to those who... And I'm sure that you just said, wait. And if you didn't, good for you. Um, But where did that come from, right? Why did you say that? Is that something you believe? Where did that belief come from? We all probably said the same thing because it was kind of programmed into our mind. So our beliefs are developed as children and they stick with us into adulthood. Um, And as children, you know, we're programmed by people around us, by our parents, by society, by teachers, people that, you know, we're close with our siblings. And from zero to seven years old, our brains are like little sponges. We take everything in. We, uh, we did what we were told to do. We believed what we were told to believe and acted how we were quote unquote supposed to act, right? And in addition to being taught, we also saw. We were very aware. I don't know about you, but as a child, I was aware of everything. I was hyper aware. If somebody was having a conversation, in another room. I heard it. Like I heard and saw everything. And a lot of what we learned as children, we learned from watching the people that were close to us. We would see, you know, a situation um, and watch how our parents responded to it. Right. And then we thought in our little, our little brains, well, okay, when this happens, this is how I should act. Cause this is how my parents acted. Now, have you ever caught yourself doing something and thought, oh my God, 
I am my mom. I just did that. And that was exactly like my mom or exactly like my dad. Um, well, that's because you were watching them. And ultimately that, uh, got, you know, imprinted into your brain, right? Now, these aspects are what developed our core beliefs as human beings. Our core beliefs are what we think of ourselves, of other people, of society. And these core beliefs can ultimately become our identity. Now, here's the thing. Beliefs carry emotion and emotion turns to action. Uh, one of my favorite sayings by Joseph McClendon, he's one of my mentors, says, as I think, so I feel, as I feel, so I do, as I do, so I have, right? Those actions, so as I think, so I feel, as I feel, so I do. So beliefs carry emotion, emotion turns to action. Those actions determine how our life unfolds. And the thing is, those core beliefs aren't truly who we are. Instead, it's what we learned as children and carried with us into adulthood, into where you are now. So whether we hold negative or positive beliefs about relationships, finances, our own abilities, they all carve out this path that is our life, right? So what happens when the core beliefs that we learned have a negative effect on our adult path? Can we change them as adults if they were developed as children? And the answer is yes, we can. But we first must begin to change who we are at the core. So I've talked a lot about the stop method. Um, and this is something that I'll, I'll do another episode on uh, in the future. But this is a method that helps us to become aware of what's happening around us. Um, and we don't want to just prevent it from happening, but we want to replace the disempowering to the empowering. So becoming aware, is this something that's disempowering for me? And how do I stop it in its tracks? And then reprogram the brain to make it something that's empowering. Um, and like I said, I'll get into this in another episode because that's not necessarily what today's about. But the idea is that we can um, change our core beliefs and we can change them to a more positive uh, way of thinking, a, a more positive core. And the more we do that, the less we'll experience the negative ones. So we do that by going to the deepest root, right, of our soul, of our, of our being, so that our conscious adult self is in control of the path that we take. Now, that deepest root is your brain. It's my favorite piece of our body, <laughs> favorite part of our body, it's our brain. So what can we do to really begin to change ourselves at the core, at our brain, right? Um, a morning priming routine is a great place to start. I often get the question, Jamie, how do you get motivated in the morning? Well, this is it. So priming is the act of taking time to adjust your thoughts and emotions so you can live your life at a peak state. So when you operate at a peak state, you refuse to live a life of compromise. You refuse to live a life of mediocrity, which in this world today, at least in the U.S., most people are very content living a life of mediocrity. But if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that that's not you, that you're not content with mediocrity. So how do we operate at a higher level? A morning routine is, is very powerful um, in doing that. And it's, it's a great way to start your day because what you do in the morning has a long-lasting effect, a long-lasting impact on the rest of your day. And so I'm going to share six things with you today. Um, that will help you to feel good first thing in the morning, but it's also going to begin to literally change your brain and ultimately shift your core beliefs for the better. All right. So the first thing you're probably going to, going to guess this already. And you probably already know is gratitude. 
So here's the deal, guys. When the brain feels gratitude, there are certain parts of your prefrontal cortex that are activated. Now, the prefrontal cortex, that is involved with feelings of reward, morality, um, in the ability to understand what other people are thinking and doing. And you are activating parts of your brain just by practicing gratitude. Now, gratitude also increases um, neurochemicals in the brain. Uh, when we practice gratitude, there's a huge surge of dopamine, of serotonin, of oxytocin. And that is the love drug. I'm, I'm sure you heard that one before. But these all contribute to feelings of closeness, connection, and happiness. And here's the deal. When you're consistent with gratitude, our brain can make lasting changes with this experience, right? So the more we practice gratitude the more our brain learns to focus on the positive things as we go about our day. So we might practice gratitude in the morning, but our brain is being trained to oh, be more attuned to positive things, to things that we are grateful for. So even after you're done with your gratitude in the morning, you just trained your brain to notice, uh, notice more positive than negative as you go on with your day, right? And the more consistently you do this, the more you'll see and focus on positive things, good things, and it will ultimately impact your overall, I'd say even mood, and but your overall identity. So that's number one, is gratitude. Number two is personal development. So what the heck do I mean by personal development? Well, it can be reading a chapter of your favorite book, it could be listening to a podcast or video, and these are all things that will nurture, shape, and improve your skills and knowledge and improve areas of your life. So not just like a, a book that's like a, ooh, like a, a story, right? I'm talking about things that are going to further you in an area or a space that you would like to, to move forward in. So it could be, like, like I said, listening to a book, listening to this podcast. I would consider that personal development. We're learning new things, um, and they're not only going to help us in our lives, but again, are changing our brain. Now, neuroplasticity, okay? Love words like that. <laughs> it's the brain's ability to change. And the brain constantly rewires when we experience new things or learn new information. So as you read books in areas that you want to develop in or listen to podcasts or videos or whatever it is, our brain is learning and rewiring in a positive way. So whatever you want to learn more about, Go find a podcast on that. Go find a book on that. Um, and then each day, do a little bit of that. Read a, read a chapter. Maybe listen to the podcast while you're driving instead of music. You know, whatever it takes to make it happen. All right, number three, exercise. I know you're probably going to hate me for this one, but get your body moving. Go for a run. Do a workout. Um, you can even just go for a walk or do yoga, whatever it is. Just get your body moving. Now, we all know, I think every single one of us at this point in time, 2022, know that exercise helps to improve our physical health, right? But did you know that research shows that it also improves your brain health? Now, working out regularly changes your brain biology. Now, that is cool. To me, that's like, I'm geeked out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it more, even though I already do it a lot. I do five or six days a week for me. But when you get your body moving and your heart rate up, again, chemicals are coming in, the good ones. We got dopamine endorphins are being released and these chemicals are going to enhance your mood and your motivation and the more you do this the more motivated you are right it's one of those things the more you do it the better it is so when you feel positive and motivated do you think you will have more or less disempowering or more or less empowering thoughts if you're feeling motivated and you're doing the thing and you're getting up every morning and you're in your uh getting your body moving and you're working out do you think you're going to have disempowering or empowering thoughts and beliefs empowering for sure. Um, that is ultimately what 
created the shift in my life. When I, I first, I really needed to make a change in my life. I was at a very low point. I didn't even want to live. And all I could do at that point was get my body moving, drink a little more water, and try to make healthy food choices. And that in itself was a, was a catalyst into ultimately changing my entire life. So get your body moving, okay? Number four, meditation. Ooh, I know some of you were just like, nope, I, I can't do it, not for me. Here's the deal, guys. Studies have found that meditating actually decreases activity in the part of your brain called the D, uh, it's the DN, DNF, default mode network. It's the default mode network, DMN, DMN. Um, and this is a part of your brain that's responsible for mind wandering, okay? And kind of thoughts that are like, ooh, like from the past or the future, right? So your mind is wandering. So this network is active when we're not thinking about anything. So our minds are just wandering from thought to thought, right? And mind wandering is associated with being less happy and worrying about the past and the future. I'm assuming also tied to anxiety, right? So it's understandable why people would want to lessen that because when that is active, you're really just, you're focusing on the past, you're focusing on the future. And that is usually tied to worry, stress, regret, remorse, like all of those things. And studies have shown that meditation reduces that mind wandering. And it's because it has a quieting effect on that default mode network in the brain. And even when the mind does start to wander, because you have made some new connections and, and new like neuroplasticity and all that, um, through your meditating, you'll be able to snap out of it quicker and easier. And if you're doing less wandering in the past and the future, and you're more in the present, guess what? You're going to be happier. You're going to be healthier and uh, more motivated, all of the things. So meditation is big. And here's the deal. I know a lot of people are like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. YouTube has some great guided meditations. Um, there's, there's apps that can guide you through meditations as well. Start there. Start with a guided meditation. All right, number five. This one is my favorite. Visualization. Okay? So I geek out on this one because, hear me out on this. Your brain does not know the difference between you visualizing something and it actually happening. The same activity happens in our brain. When we visualize doing an action, then when we are also physically forming that action, the same stuff happens. And this is why you'll hear Olympic athletes, professional athletes, they will visualize um, their game or their run or whatever it is hundreds of times before they actually even ever do it because they know the power of visualization. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn is an example. She's one of the most successful skiers in history and has said that, you know, part of her mental practice, this visualization, she visualizes the run before she does it. And by the time she even gets to the start gate of the run, she's already ran that race a uh, hundred times. And I don't mean run and skied that race a <laughs> hundred times in her head, picturing the turns, anything that could come up. Um, and so she does it. So if we take time each day to visualize what we want our life to be like, when we do that consistently, our brain starts adjusting to that and will be more readily, uh, more read it will more readily allow things and opportunities into our life that will help us to meet our goals and allow that into our conscious awareness. So this is my favorite thing in the world. Oh, my cat wants to come over. Hello, come on. My favorite thing about the brain is something called the RAS. 
it's the reticular activating system, okay? And that's something that helps with this visualization process. So your RAS is basically a gatekeeper and it decides what information is brought into your conscious awareness. Because our brains, guys, has a ton of information coming at it each day. So our subconscious can process about 11 million, 11 million bits of information per second, okay? But consciously, we can only process between about 40 and 120 bits of information per second. So there's a lot coming after, at us subconsciously, but consciously we can only do a little bit of that. And so therefore, we needed a filter to filter out the stuff that we don't need and um, allow information into our consciousness that will, number one, keep us safe, and two, is of interest to, of us, to us, right? And that's where the RAS comes in, the reticular activating system. So our RAS helps us to understand what's important to us and also what's gonna keep us safe. And by doing visualization, um, it helps our RAS know what's important to us and, and what we want in our life and at the forefront of our conscious awareness. So by visual, visualizing each day, and number one, our brain can't tell the difference between is this a visualization or is this real? And it also brings into our RAS what is important to us. And ultimately that's gonna help us get closer and closer to our goals. All right, number six. A win list. <laughs> a win list. So this is something that you can do at the end of your day, rather at the, the beginning. And um, it basically, we're making a list of at least 10 things that we accomplished that day. So here's the deal. Everyone's like, 10 things? Oh my God, I can't think of anything. Listen, they don't have to be huge things. It can be, I did a load of laundry. I made a phone call I've been putting off. You know, I got my workout in. I went for a walk. I drank lots of water, right? They don't have to be big things, but celebrate those things no matter if they are big or small. So I think typically so many of us go to bed stressed and worried about all the things that we didn't get done that day. Now, do you think that's a good way to go to sleep at night? Stressed and worried? I'm going to say no. So we're going to flip that. We're going to go to bed celebrating and acknowledging everything that we did do that day. doesn't matter how small it is. Celebrate. And that will positively, number one, affect your sleep, but also your mood and empower you rather than disempower you. You don't want to go to bed with disempowering thoughts, right? You want to go to bed feeling empowered. So those are six things, guys, that you can implement into your day that are going to really make a shift within you. Now, having a priming routine in the morning, it, it can begin to change disempowering thoughts to and beliefs to ones that are going to empower you, to ones that are going to flip that switch, that story that you're telling yourself. Um, and in turn, you know what? This is going to improve every aspect of your life. And I know this because it happened for me. And this is what I, I train lots of people on. Um, so that's all I have for you guys today. I hope that you have an amazing Friday. I hope that this podcast was helpful for you. And um, if you did find value in it, please leave a review. I would appreciate that. And I hope that you guys have an amazing day. And I will talk to you all soon.